I'm your host, Maria Maldonado-Smith, and this is Creating the Vision, a podcast about living the life you envisioned and leaning into your passions, power, and purpose. Each week, we'll hear from guests discussing their journey to living and creating the vision for their life. We'll talk all things vision imagery, goal setting, and accountability so that you feel empowered and inspired to take action, turning your plan into the life you've always dreamed of living. Welcome, visionary. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome, visionaries, to this week of creating the vision. I am so excited for this week's episode because I have one of my dearest friends, one of my sisters in pageantry and in life, Christy Crenshaw, who I am just in awe of in so many ways. And as we have gotten to know each other over the years, I actually watched you being crowned Miss Kentucky and for... You know, it's interesting because when I think about how we met, it was such a fangirl moment for me because I had followed you all the way through and you and Nancy and I'm trying to think Laura Sue and, Mm -hmm. you know, some of those Miss Kentuckys around that time just were my you know idols. You were, you were my like goal for becoming Miss Kentucky. And so, yes, so we do, we have known each other for, for a while. We are in that sisterhood, but above and beyond that, we've actually connected outside of that space in so many other levels. You are, you have over 20 years of experience in various fields, communication, media sales, and marketing, Mm -hmm. and most recently have developed the Crenshaw method, which I am so super excited to discuss. (laughs) So I'm going to dive right in. Welcome to creating the vision. I, I'm I'm super excited to be here. This is literally just like uh, a girl hangout. You yes. and me, it's it's no different than any other time we would pop on a Zoom and talk about makeup and foods yep. that we're eating and where we're planning to travel and what tech is giving us headaches that week. So yes. uh, this this is good fun for me. And I'm just, I'm really uh, honored that you would like to have me on your podcast. Oh my goodness. No, I'm so excited to have you here. And I really do want to just dive right in because- I love what you're building. And so whenever I think about creating the vision for your life, I mean, this is, you are building something that is so important and and vital. So talk about the Crenshaw Method. All right. The Crenshaw Method is born out of my life of trying to be a better me. I think the biggest obstacle in my life growing up was myself and my own predispositions and my own, this is how we were raised. And this is what I learned in Catholic school. And this is how you did things. And this is what you aspire to. And it was a box to be checked. It was a a list of things to, to shoot for. And I got lost in that. I'll be quite honest in my twenties and thirties. I didn't know anything. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what mattered the most. I was easily swayed, which is why being a resolute woman, it's the Crenshaw Method, five pillars to becoming a resolute woman is so important to me now because I am resolute. I know what I believe. I know why I believe it. I know what my North Star is, where I am headed. That is what I use to guide every decision that I make around that. So if it's not in line with my mission, then I have to really give myself pause and either look at, am I, am I going after the wrong thing, reevaluate the mission, or is this something that needs to go away? So real quickly, I'll just touch on the quick five pillars because I 
I have a feeling we'll get back to all of them at some point in this conversation, but mission, ownership, prioritization, humility, and perspective. Those five pillars, each of them get unpacked. They get strategized around. We dig into where we sit with each of those things. And if there is a particular goal, whether it is professional, personal, career, a singular event, a life change, they can all be applied to that part of your life that you're in now. And, you know, being a coach is different than being a therapist. It's not, it's not healing mm-hmm. all those past hurts. I can't mm-hmm. change any of those. Neither can you go to a therapist, right. love a therapist, yep, but absolutely. coaching will help move you forward. And that's what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. There's so much in that, that I resonate with especially the coaching part for sure, because I have a therapist and I am a coach. And it's interesting because so much of what I unpack in therapy helps me become a better coach. And one of the things that you touched on about being a resolute woman or just knowing who we are Mm -hmm. is something that we, it's not that we necessarily dismiss it. We don't take enough time. We don't spend enough time in our life understanding who we are. Absolutely what our likes or dislikes, what makes us tick, the things Mm -hmm. that, you know, just every, our pet peeves, just identifying things that the foods we like or don't like. I mean, it's at the most basic level. And then at the Mm -hmm. most detailed and intricate level, we Mm -hmm. don't spend enough time truly understanding who we are as human beings. Our environment when we're born starts to impress upon us in various ways. But once you're a grown up, you're responsible for Mm. what you are and who you've become. And it is unfortunate that some of us don't get great childhoods. Some of us have fantastic childhoods. Some of us feel like, you know, they're, they could take it or leave it. But everything that we saw and experienced up to that point, it, it leaves its mark. It leaves an impression. It, it can craft and change and influence us in how we move through our life, in the relationships that we build, in the jobs we pursue, in the places we choose to live. And what I am asking people to do, what I asked myself to do many years ago, was to get really quiet, to mm-hmm. you know clear out the noise, and and listen and pray. I definitely believe in God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I'm right there with it. To pray and to lay my troubles, my worries, concerns there. Look at what I can change that I didn't like, mm-hmm. because there are things that that are things that we cannot control around us. Those are just circumstances and and Mm -hmm. we, we got to deal with them, but we can control certain aspects of ourselves, how we respond to those things, what we do and what we are not willing to participate in. One of my favorite statements lately has been, I'm sorry, I'm not available for that. That doesn't mean I'm free. Like my, my calendar's wide open. It just means I'm not available for that, whatever that might be. So it's, it's guarding, guarding your time, guarding your energy, but knowing what, what you are trying to become and how you are trying to develop yourself and what you value. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is something that we need to spend a little more time. Or at least I certainly did. I'm not one to, to preach to others about how they should live their lives. I want people to love their choices. Mm. Everything that you have around you is a reflection of certain choices for the most part. Of course, there are certain things that are drastic outlier situations mm-hmm. that you were put upon and had no choice in. But for the most part, for most of us in these United States, where we sit right now is a result of a lifetime of different choices and lots of little choices. It's not the big, grand, sweeping gestures that get us to where we are. It's those little, tiny, 
incremental, everyday things like taking a walk, going to the gym, learning a new skill, reaching out to be a new friend because you feel like you lack in friendship. I, I, I kind of believe you should always give the thing that you most desire. So if you feel like you are lacking oh, in friendship, then go be one. Go find go someone one. who doesn't have a friend. Find someone in that giant room that looks like they are lost and would give their eye teeth to fall through the floor and go say hello. Mm. That's that's kind of that has worked for me in recent years. I love that. I love that approach. I think that's an approach that that needs to be heated more often. The, the advice there in I'm the same way. I always try to find what am I lacking or what do I need? Um, and then I'll just, I'll go out and find it. I'll go do it. I'll go be that person for myself. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, one of the speaking coaches that I first worked with said, if you don't have a stage to speak on, create it. Exactly. Build it. And you and, and I here we are on too. your podcast. And here we are. Yes. Right? <laughs> here we are on this podcast. Right. And I remember thinking when I was outlining everything for this podcast of the goals and things that I wanted to set. And one of the questions I asked myself was, would I still want to do this if no one listened? And the right. answer was a resounding yes. Mm -hmm. If even I was the only person tuning in, this was therapeutic for me. This was a way for me to share my opinions, mm -hmm. my ideas, my thoughts. It was a way for me to share other people and give of what other people in the community and the world are doing mm -hmm. to make other people's lives better. Mm -hmm. And if, if we were the only people that were listening to it, I would still do it. I would still put it out there. And so those are some questions that I continue to live by myself that I ask in order to almost, you know, those, those temperature checks that they call them, you know, just check your temperature. What would you, would you do this project if you weren't being paid? Would you, would you still want to share this message if no one listened? Would there still be a reason for you to continue doing what you're doing if, even if the only person it's serving is yourself? And right. And I think sometimes too, when you do that, you, you find ways to be in service to others, which grows mm -hmm. your community. We are not meant to be islands. You know, I, I love working from home. I'm the first to admit it, but we Me have too. to engage with real live people that have pulses yes. and yes. <laughs> who, who give you literal energy, energetic feedback when you're standing in front of them, yes. who will give you facial expression and who can share their pain and your pain and share your joys and their joys. And that's how we bond. Mm. So if we find an opportunity to go out and be a part of something, even when it doesn't serve us specifically, mm -hmm. I think in the long run, it winds up serving us in a way that mm -hmm. we didn't intend, mm -hmm. but in a way that is right. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of that. And I think some of the way that I think about that is because of some early, you know, Catholic school uh, training, <laughs> upbringing, and then going to CCD classes, doing my confirmation, all of that being in service to others is just a huge mm -hmm. aspect of what it means to be a good Christian, to be a good person type mm -hmm. of thing. But then I think we have to, as we get older, we have to question that and say, yeah, but, but am I doing this just so I can appear to be right. a good person? Or am I truly right. doing this because this is what I want to do? Mm -hmm. and, and, and to your point, I engage in giving back and volunteering and giving of my services to organizations that I truly feel aligned with and that I feel that if I walk away from this and the only thing that I do today is give of myself to and share this message, but it's impacted one or two people's lives, like mm -hmm. I'm, 
I'm all in. Count yeah. me in. I'll do it every you single know, time. I'm not a fan of, of the lockdowns and the pandemic, but I will say this. It helped to cleanse the palate and to clear the plate mm-hmm. of a lot of people. This is not a new new message or a new insight. Everyone recognized that it helped people to prioritize and really seek out the things that were valuable to them. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like, you know, when you go on a diet, you clear out the refrigerator of all the things that aren't going to help you in your health and fitness yes. goals. And you only put in the good lean meats and the leafy greens and, and all of those. Clearing out our plates, our calendars, our busyness of, of life and only placing back things that were the priority was a gift and, you know, can't change what happened, but we can change how we move forward from this point on. And, you know, being able to see what was really important to me and to kind of clear the way to add in only those things that are really in alignment with my values was probably the biggest gift for me in the last two years. I would second that as far as me. It's the biggest, it was the greatest gift that mm-hmm. was given to me. So much more clarity. I know we've talked about this and so much more clarity provided just the foundation of knowing I had a jumping off point and I had a place where I could go, mm-hmm. that I could shoot for the future. Here's where I am headed. Just a lot of clarity. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of reevaluating my purpose and passion for life. So I, I wanted to touch on something that you talked about too, on, on just setting boundaries and some of the choices. You, you mentioned, you know, making choices and how we are kind of the sum of the choices that we've made mm-hmm. in, in, our, in our life. What are some choices that you've made that you haven't been happy about, or that you have, upon reevaluation, said, "Hmm, would have done that differently." Oh, well, there's a fat stack of those. You know, I, I'm, I'm 51 years old at this point. I've, I've had some screw ups. I've had some poor decisions. I did the best I could at the time, I believe. But again, taking on that responsibility to become a better version of myself, I would make different choices now. We can't go back and look with regret at things, but there's a tremendous amount of learning that comes. And we can we have that choice to either win or learn. Either we get the successful result we wanted or we don't. And what can we learn and dial in and tweak from that? And, you know, I, my husband and I've been married eight and a half years and both of us had marriages previous to that. So there's a couple of failures right there. The one failure I will tell you that, that kind of sticks with me the most. And I, I may catch some flack for saying this because it is, it's so personal is, is the failure of motherhood. I, I, I was not, I was not blessed with children. I know you have a ton of moms that are listening in. We were older. I was 42 when I met my husband and, you know, we, we tried, I had three miscarriages. And so I, I failed at trying to be a mom and, you know, we tried a couple of different things. There were things I wasn't willing to do. I didn't want to go down the IVF route. There was a potential adoption at one point, but it was a private situation. The mother changed her mind, which I am all for. I think ideally that's where children need to be is with their mothers. There were certain things that I just, I wasn't sure I wanted to go that far to become a mom. And I kind of left that to God. If God wants to make me a mom, I'm going to be a mom. But it's still something that daily when I see kids and I see families, that's, that's a club I'm not in. But there's still a nurturer in me, which I think is why I have turned to coaching in, in the way that I have and speaking. Because I love seeing those light bulb moments. I love being a part of a learning process with someone. Mm-hmm. And 
being able to to see them learn something and go out into the world and do the thing that they were so excited and terrified of in the first place mm -hmm. is such a gift in in this industry. So I'm I'm grateful for that. But but I will say that that stings a little bit and it's something that I can talk about now and I could probably talk about this for hours, but we, we won't. <laughs> but it's one of those things that creeps in every now and then and just gets me and the tears will come because that's just something that I will not experience at this point. Mm -hmm. So I, I have tremendous respect and admiration for moms the world over. It's a huge job. I don't know how so many of you do it, but be grateful in that because there are a mm -hmm. lot of women that, that will never have the frustration that you're feeling in that mm -hmm. moment with that toddler. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for me, that's it. Thank you so much for sharing that and for yeah. opening up in that way. And I don't think you're going to catch flack, any flack. I think if anything, there is such a warmth and compassion from anyone who I, I have mother friends who, who, even though they have children or a child struggled to get that one child, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that the, the, what we don't discuss enough is that you know, it took them four miscarriages to, to right. conceive. And right. so, yes, while it's, a blessing and it's amazing that it happened. It's like, but I had to endure so many struggles along the way and those thoughts, those fears, you know, mm -hmm. and then potentially resign themselves to the thought or the idea that they might not become a mother. And there are so many challenges. I, the other day, someone had mentioned to me, you know, we all have our cross to bear and this particular woman is going through chemotherapy, mm -hmm. uh, her, her second round, actually, a week before she was one year in remission, found out that her breast cancer had metastasi metastasized mm -hmm. to other parts of her body. And I loved her perspective. I loved the beauty and grace that she provided to something that I cannot ever seem to wrap my head around why people right. get cancer. I, I just will never be able to fathom that. Mm -hmm. And but yet there was so much perspective in her dealing with it and her just her perspective on it that right. everyone has their cross to bear. This is mine. Like, you know, someone else sure. might, you know, maybe is waking up to unemployment again after, you know, trying to find jobs is waking up to find that they are no longer pregnant when they have been trying for so many mm -hmm. times, you know, mm -hmm. for so many years or, or so many times. So one, I appreciate you sharing. It's a message I think all moms resonate. And I think anyone who has ever been in that space or known someone who's lost someone, um, lost a child because it is a child. And so I think I, for mm -hmm. the other thing I was going to say is you are a mom. You've been a mom. You have carried life. Yeah, I, I know. I've got three babies in heaven. It's, it's one of those things I had to just kind of give over to God. Like if yeah. I focus and obsess on this, I'll make myself nuts and then be useless to others mm -hmm. the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I gave it as much of a shot as I could. And then I had to release it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yep. And, and should, should there be, become another, you know, adoption opportunity in the future, those doors aren't completely shut, but it's, yeah. it's, you know, we'll just, I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, wh what I love is that you have reframed it for yourself to say, I can still nurture and be a caregiver and care provider for the people who come to you for coaching services because being a coach is very much like being a parent. I, I, I really do make an alignment a lot of times when I'm working with 
collegians or working with individuals or even in corporations, mm-hmm. I will tell people, you don't have to be a parent. If you've cared for anyone, if you can advice or coached anyone, there's a lot of people who coach mm-hmm. in their community. They coach sports teams. You feel a resounding, you know, just responsibility and, and it's, it's, sometimes can be consuming that you want to help people. You want to help them become the best version of themselves. And so there's a lot of alignment there. Okay. So then I want to talk about the other pillars of the Crenshaw method. Mm -hmm. And if you were to lay the five pillars out, I'm sure each of them, I know they're all of importance, every single one of them. But if there was one that you're like, I want to make sure this is what we talk about, you know, consistently. Mm -hmm. This is what, if you're working with me as a coach, this is what we're going to hone in on. What pillar would that be? The very first primary pillar is mission. You have to know what your North Star is, what your target is. And every other decision you make, you can then hold up and say, does this get me closer to that thing? Mm. How can I best contribute to the accomplishment of that thing? Mm. So whether you are solo or you are married or you're in a team, a corporate team or a group of friends even that have a, a shared mission, a sorority sisters or pageantry or, or whatever, does that thing get you closer to the ideal of the mission? And so like in my marriage, we call ourselves Team Crenshaw. And there are times that. when... <laughs> Yeah, I want to get like matching jerseys this year. I think it's official. No, you need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Merch. Merch yeah, for your team. Merch swag. <laughs> Some marriage swag. Yeah. Um, but there are times when when Brooks will carry the burden of Team Crenshaw, mm-hmm. and there will are times when Christy will carry the burden, depending on what that is and in various different areas. But at the end of the day, we both support each other in becoming the best version of ourselves that gets us closer to the mission. And that shared mission is something that you you have to have discussion around. You have to clarify and get really clear upon what that is. So, you know, building a life with someone is such a gift. And, you know, of, of everything that has happened to me in my life, happened to me, happened for me, lot, lots of lots of things that, that fall into both categories. Mm-hmm. But Finding Brooks, marrying Brooks, and and going through this adventure called Marriage Together has been the turning point for me in looking at my life in a different way. And you know, as I mentioned, I'm I'm 51, but my maternal grandmother lived to be 100 years and 19 days old. So I'm only middle age. That's how I look at that. I have a lot, yes, a lot left to do both. on this planet. Yes, I tell a lot my family all the time. I'm going to be yeah. 106. Yeah. I don't know why I picked 106, but I'm living to 106. It's a good so. number. It's a good number. You know, you gotta, you, you've gotta, you've gotta have it. But what's interesting is that when you have that person with you, then those burdens get a little bit easier to carry and you can do so with laughter and you can learn new things together. You can teach one another new things and grow in ways that you never could on your own. Mm-hmm. And for me, that, that mission of, of our marriage of Team Crenshaw is the most important thing that I, I put before others in, in the way that we are killing off the parts of ourselves that need to go. We're, we're looking at the parts of ourselves that we need to refine, that we need to improve, and helping one another to move towards that goal. And it's kind of like if you watch you know, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean series, you know, Johnny Depp and all of his, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow glory mm-hmm. has, yeah. has his compass there. And that compass you know, points the way to his heart's desire. And so how many of us have taken our heart's desire and put it in a shelf? 
put it in a drawer, set it aside, put a pin in it for later. While we do all the busy things of life, we are not guaranteed the next 10 minutes, much less the next 10 years. What are you waiting for? Get after it. I'm obsessed with that message. (laughs) (laughs) And so for many, they don't know what their mission is. And they feel like, well, I don't know. I don't have a mission. So what am I going to do? Or does that make me a bad person? Or am I less important or less valuable because I don't have mission? I don't think that's the case. I think you just haven't figured it out yet. And that's okay. It's, Mm -hmm. It's a very long journey and no one has the exact right answers. I still don't know what the total success looks like. But I know that we're working towards that every day and we are continually fine tuning and tweaking in what that is for each of us, both as individuals and in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And societally, we put so many deadlines and markers, milestones that we should have achieved or attained. And we do it to ourselves, especially women. You know, if I haven't reached this by this age or haven't done this, we don't give enough credit for the late bloomers. Mm -hmm. I consider myself one of those, even though I had like really a a lot. I mean, I guess you could call it, you know, like success in pageantry, like success in younger life. I mean, yes, we did both, you know, compete at Miss America. You also competed at Miss Teen USA, first runner mm-hmm. up, by the way, mentioned mm-hmm. to Miss Teen USA. And and so, you know, we, we, we achieved these this success at like, you know, kind of a younger age. But then I really for for all intents and purposes fumbled through my twenties and my thirties just trying to figure out kind of like oh, I yeah. knew there was something there. I knew that I had something more to offer. And and so I journaled, I wrote, I, I just kept writing and, and setting goals for myself and saying, you know, if I don't get this goal, then like, I'm going to try to shoot for mm-hmm. this by this year. And just really kept in a lot of times, I think the analogy, the, the mental visual picture that I paint is, is, you know, is shooting darts in the dark mm-hmm. and, and just hoping that one hits the board, not even the bullseye, <laughs> right. just the board in general. And that I don't, accidentally hit someone else along the way. But, and what I found just through interviewing and talking to so many different people Mm -hmm. throughout my career and throughout life was that a lot of us don't have a mission because we've never been asked or we've never taken Mm -hmm. the time to write it down. It's actually one of the steps of, of, of creating the vision. And Mm -hmm. in my workshops, I force people to think about their core values and they write a mission statement. Mm -hmm. We, we know what, Nike's mission statement is it's just do it. Right. I mean, I'm sure right. there's a bigger or larger one, but we could probably mm-hmm. even talk about, you know, the, the other companies that we know of, we know what their mission statement is, but how mm-hmm. often have we looked at ourselves and said, well, but what's my mission statement? What's, mm-hmm. what do I truly stand for? What right. is it about me and my life that I want to fulfill? So I really appreciate that you're doing that with the women and the men <laughs> and the businesses well, that you are coaching. Yeah, I had an epiphany uh, this past weekend. We ha- went and had brunch with some friends and then went to one of those flying axes places where you throw oh, yeah. the axes. Yeah. yeah, I had never done this before. Love throwing axes. Yep. Yeah, uh, that was my Very first time. I'll do it again. It was, it was good fun. I'm a two-hand over- overhead throw. The single hand is not my game. I cannot oh, yeah, do that. No. I don't think I'm strong enough to pick up the axe with one yeah. hand. <laughs> but what I noticed is, so you A, you cannot hit a target you can't see. You've got to get aligned on what it is. So, you know, in the flying axis, there is a literal bullseye target on the wall across from you in that little cage that you're in with your friends. There's the rings around it, and there's that red dead center. Now, the goal is hitting the dead center, sure. But every time you made the board, every time you made one of the circles or got close to it, 
the people around me would cheer. Way to go. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. High five. When it would bounce off and not even connect with the wood and wind up, you know, bouncing on the mat on the floor, they would be there to say, ah, you know, try again here one more time. Let's go. We'll, we'll Mm -hmm. dial in here. Let's, let's reform your, your, your form here. Rework the, the form, dial things in, but it's having those people around you that have the same mission. We're all trying to hit that same goal that made it fun too. So, you know, as you're going towards the mission, who you become in the process of trying to get to the bullseye is still great fun. So make it something perhaps bigger, more audacious than you really think you can hit today. Yeah. And in, in sure. shooting for that, you become the person who has more confidence, who has better form, who enjoys it more, who has a little more skill and who could potentially teach another to come along and learn the game as well. So I I kind of parallel that to life in general and having a mission, having a bullseye, having a target. But it's not just about hitting that. If I threw one axe and hit the target, how much fun would that game be? Right? Exactly. So I'm I'm all for process and journey. (laughs) Bringing someone along especially resonated with me that once you got it, you bring someone along, you teach them, you, you help them get there. In so many of the relationships that I've built, even ours, I mean, we're constantly helping each other, texting each other, checking in. Hey, sis, did you, <laughs> did see, you see this? <laughs> did you see, right? <laughs> did you see this? You know, oh, there's a new thing or gosh, you taught me. I, I really thought I knew a lot about LinkedIn because I had taken about 72 courses during the pandemic on (laughs) LinkedIn optimization and all these different things. And then we sit together for an hour on a Saturday and all of a sudden, like, I mean, you just opened me up to so many different things. In all fairness, I'll give a shout out to uh, Dr. Melissa Henault on LinkedIn. I took one of her week-long free webinars and she blew my mind with all of the, the tweakings available on LinkedIn to someone with a basic membership. So wow. I, I just shared that with, with you, but that's the cool thing. It's like, I learned yes. something and then I go, Hey, my friend Maria needs to know this thing. So being able to learn something and, and assimilate it and then teach a friend, I think is a really cool process. Mm-hmm. Well, and as we create the vision for our life, it, we don't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the biggest things is as much as, as much as we have to know who we are, we also have to know our limitations. We have to know when it's time to call in reinforcements, when it's time mm-hmm. to reach out mm-hmm. to a friend phone a friend, you know, utilize that lifeline to say, Hey, I need help with this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's another pillar since you, since you talked about it is is humility. Humility is a pillar of the Crenshaw method, (laughs) having humility because things don't have to be perfect. Being able to recognize, just as you said, where my weak spots are, where is my chink in the armor? Cause that's the one thing I can control. There's a lot of stuff out there I cannot control, but I can control me. Where can I improve? And having the humility to reach out for help, whether it's from a mentor, a friend, a hired professional, a coach, a therapist. If you use a friend, make sure it's one of those friends that always tells you the truth, even when you don't like it. That's the best friend to have. And sometimes they're going to be those friends that you might have known over a span of decades. You don't see very often, but when you do, it is like no time has passed. I have found that those are some of the best people in my life are the ones that require the least daily maintenance, as it were, (laughs) but they just know you. Like Mm -hmm. as soon as you get together, it is like zero time has passed. You speak in, uh, you know, in a language that requires so few words. It's a raise of an eyebrow. It's a 
you know, an expression. It's a lilt in the voice and they know. So being able to uh, look for the areas where you can improve, having humility to ask for help, and then be okay with being the student until you can become the teacher. I was always told that if I'm the smartest person in the room, then, or at least that's what I've learned, yeah. then I, then I, I've outgrown that room. I, I, right. I need to, I need to go to the next one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's something I've lived by. And that definitely keeps you humble because when right. you are surround yourself with people who are a lot smarter than you or know more than you, one, mm-hmm. I always just feel so gracious that I'm, they're willing to help me learn and bring me along. Mm-hmm. But then it just continues to mm-hmm. elevate and level me up with where I'm headed. So right. they, yeah, they, they see that. And I really want to touch on the, the humility piece from the aspect of asking for help, because mm-hmm. especially as women, we are notoriously bad for not yeah. asking for help. Mm-hmm. What do you, and I, my, <laughs> my question is, you know, what do you say to that, that, that person who just, man, just has a really hard time asking for help? Well, my question is why, what are you afraid of? What, what's the worst that could happen if I ask you for help? If I Mm -hmm. ask someone for help, what is the worst thing that could happen? They might say, no, okay, you go ask somebody else. Is your pride wrapped up in that? Is it an ego thing? Are you afraid that you'll be found out as an imposter in this, this thing that you thought you were the master of? I mean, we're all just trying to figure it out the best we can. And here's another little secret I'll tell you. In my fifties, I have realized because I have had this imposter syndrome follow me along throughout my entire life, regardless of the successes that I might have achieved. No one knows exactly what they're doing. No one. We are all trying to figure it out. We know some things. We do some things really, really well, but we do not have all of the answers, which is why that community piece is so important because there are things that Maria knows that I don't have a clue on and vice versa. And when we share that, we both, that whole rising tide raises all ships thing is mm-hmm. a thing for a reason. It works. So having that that humility to say, I don't have it all figured out yet. You're not stupid. You're not dumb. You're perfectly capable. Just engage. Start asking questions. Be curious. Being curious will heal so many of the things that ail you just by being curious and asking questions versus passing judgment, both on yourself and on someone else. If someone is super successful in the thing that I want to do, you better bet I am pulling up a chair. I'm going to ask some questions and I'm going to listen and I'm going to learn. I may not do everything that they say because that's their journey. And I have my own flavor. I want to throw on things. Mm. So I'm still going to learn something from Mm -hmm. that. And it's not about their better than me, or it depends on how you, you gauge success. You know, that's a large part when you're working with a client that where I'm not a business coach, you know, a business coach or someone who's doing marketing, you have very tangible ROIs. You can look at, you can look at your, you know, your dollar amounts, your increase, your views, your clicks, your engagement, all those things there. Those are easy things to find on a dashboard. But when you're talking about people and you're talking about how you engage in your life, and where you find value and meaning and purpose. That is that is a barometer you have to set for yourself. You have to take a moment and see where you are real and be realistic. That you've got to be honest with yourself about where you are and where you want to be. When you get in a car and set a GPS, there is a start and a finish point. 
And again, that journey can change. There'll be detours, there'll be bumps. I think this isn't a new analogy. People have said this all along, but it, it bears repeating because it's true. Mm. And we have to be honest about where we are because again, that allows you to fall into that humility piece and see, I am weak in this area. This person over here is strong. I'm going to ask for help. And maybe you're, you, maybe you're not uh, going to hire them. Maybe you're just going to read their book. Maybe you're going to watch something on YouTube. Maybe you're going to listen to an amazing podcast. I don't know. There's lots of ways to learn from the teachers of the world that are out there because of this amazing worldwide web <laughs> we're in right now. So there's, there's no excuses really to, to not learn anything. It's, it's readily available and there's still, you know, old brick and mortar libraries. They still exist. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's ways to learn, but just ask somebody, ask somebody and be genuinely curious to learn. Mm -hmm. It was something that I did before I started this podcast. I mean, I, I could say that it was a course, it's been the course of a year and a half worth of investment and in work, but I did kind of sit for about nine months just thinking and didn't thinking. we all yeah and thinking some more and then finally I just I need like, to marinate they need right. to marinate sometimes. Yeah. yeah sometimes they do yes. until then finally yeah I just stop you know believing the lies I it hits you on a good day and you're like you know what I'm gonna do this thing mm -hmm. I'm gonna make this happen mm -hmm. and you're just like okay but I I talked to so many friends of mine I I inserted myself on on a multitude of podcasts just mm -hmm. to get a feel for the flow of interviews and what I liked, maybe what I didn't like, what I didn't mm -hmm. like answering, what I really wanted to talk about, you name it. And mm -hmm. I talked to people about even editing my own podcast. What does that look right. like? Realize that totally kills my joy and sucks all the energy and life out of me. So I'm, I'm like, not going to yes. do it. Yeah. Not my zone so of genius. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I know, I know, I know when to call it. So I'm like, okay, got to find someone reached out to friends of mine who I trusted, found an amazing podcast producer said, you know, I'm going to align myself with you. Like you, you, you go through the steps. And I always tell people that it goes back to my childhood when my mom always used to say, if there's a will, there's a, there's a way. And mm -hmm. actually, I think there's a book she made us read, or at least I know I read it. Probably. It was mm -hmm. just always on our table. Yeah. She's, and, and Christy knows my mom really well. So, you know, mom D and you know <laughs> yes. how, yes, she's always full of those like life nuggets. And she was very, very, well, she played such an integral role in, in, in creating mm -hmm. a very self-confident, you know, young woman and always striving to push me to be better and, you know, mm -hmm. to commit. But one of the things that she would always say would be, you know, if there's a will, there's a way, if you truly care about it, then you're going to find a way to make it happen. You know, I mean, like, and in, 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 to your point, I'm a smart person. And that's what mm -hmm. she would say is like, you're a smart person. Mm -hmm. So you're going to figure it out. I had a guest on a few, few weeks ago, Marissa Lonick talking about time management, the mm -hmm. same thing. You know, she talked about when just kind of deciding to leave her corporate job to pursue mm -hmm. her title as, you know, a productivity pro, a time management right. and time momager, you know, someone who can help people really be more effective with their mm -hmm. time and, that's what a mentor had even, you know, had said to her. I'm like that it's, it resonates because we need to continue to hear those messages and play those back to ourselves. And so much of our, our life is in our own hands. <laughs> because of the, the smartphone, like so yeah. many people have a smartphone. What are you yes. doing with it? Some people are running, you know, multi-million dollar businesses out of it. Some people are raising tons of funds for causes they care about. Some people are playing Candy Crush. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. Yes, exactly. And how you spend your time and what you do. Anytime I have a question, the first thing I do is I'm going to Google sure. that. 
Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And it's not to say that Candy Crush is bad. I'm just, so, again, choosing, you know, it's all about balance. There's work, there's play, there's restoration. You've got to have sleep and, and all of that. But, you know, look, looking at what you, what you are doing and the results that what you are doing is getting you, are you happy with that? Do you love your choices? And if you don't, then that's where you need to take some stock and, and kind of do, and edit's my favorite four letter word, where you edit. edit. You take yes. out the things that no longer serve you. You put back the things that do, and you look at the gaps that are missing to what would, in your view, make you feel more fulfilled, more valuable, like you're contributing to something. And then go do that thing. Mm. Everyone wants to know that they they matter and that mm -hmm. they bring value. Mm -hmm. I have found this throughout my work with corporations, with individuals, mm -hmm. we and just in general. I mean, it doesn't. This is not anything new. This is no rocket science here that we're mm -hmm. discussing. No equation, new equation has been unfolded right. before us. Everyone wants to know that they're valued, that they their life has purpose and meaning. And so often, when we feel lost, it's because we have we have become disconnected with right. that tangible marker in our life or, or even those that understanding of, well, the reason I'm here or the purpose that I am living out is this. Mm -hmm. And so much of the work that I do as well, similar, which is why we're just so aligned in what we do, because I always say that creating the vision for your life is really leaning into and developing the whole person. Yes. The it, it's 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 tapping into those the aspects of your life, the things, the deepest desires, the things that are like mm -hmm. sometimes reside in the deepest depths of your heart and soul that you're afraid or unwilling to let creep out of your mouth, to be spoken into existence, to get out of your head, to be put on paper. But those are the things that if you were literally had a gun to your head and someone said, what is it you want to do with your life? that you would have to say, this is it. Yeah. And we don't, we don't pin ourselves up against that wall sometimes to, to, to force ourselves to do that. We are, we become complacent and comfortable with just going along in our day-to-day -day life existing mm -hmm. and getting from one day to the next. And what I always challenge people to do is to think like it is their last day on earth. What would you do? Yeah. What are the things you would have do would have done differently? Yeah. And, and strategy is great. You should always have a strategy, but also be flexible and open to something new. A new way of doing something may come across your path because of the people you meet, because of the things that you learn, the things that you might challenge yourself with. So not being so attached to a rigid process on how it's going to come about. You may you may find new ways in your interaction with other people. If you're volunteering, again, mm -hmm. getting out into a circle that isn't your normal circle. You, you may right. have something presented to you that is worth pondering or worth looking into, or that if nothing else, just makes you pause and question things and look at it through a different lens. So I, I think that's definitely worth doing as well. And I will tell you, Maria, I, I have my, my vision board. It's uh, on my wall behind my desk. So I see it every day. Yes. There's, <laughs> there's one little thing that I do in addition to my, my vision on there. I have a picture and I recommend that anyone do this. Because our self-talk is such an important part about, plays an important part on, on how we move through our day and how good we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. I have a little picture of myself from an old photograph. I was about two years old. And that's, that's a little Christy. And little Christy is someone that, that I need to talk to in a loving, kind, and nurturing way. Because she could get hurt. 
She could, you know, you, you don't want little Christy to touch the hot stove. So you have to tell her, you know, not to do that and, and explain yeah. why. But it's reminding ourselves that we're all kids. Mm. We're grownups who are really responsible, but, but the talk that we give ourselves should be more of a nurturing talk in my view. I have, I know people that disagree with that. I'm crying. But but it's a nice reminder that, you know, that, that little girl, that was me one day, Mm -hmm. you know, long Mm -hmm. ago, and she's still growing. She's Mm -hmm. still learning things and she still needs guidance and she still needs love. And she's going to always need those things. And I'm the first place that that will come from Mm -hmm. giving that to ourselves. When we give that to ourselves and we we seek to be better, and and for me, you know, I again believe in God. I I am a child of God. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So for me, that is where I go to for comfort now. Before, even though I had a, a religious upbringing, I would seek validation from outside sources, and that led to misery. So. Looking at that little girl, knowing that she's a child of God and treating her with the kind of love, care, respect, and tenderness that I think any child of God should have, that's that's something that I do. Just wanted to share that. That is such a beautiful reminder, one. And not even, not even it is necessarily a reminder, but just I love that you do that. I'm going to start doing that. Oh, my goodness. I just am going to start incorporating that. <laughs> Into into, into my into my own vision, you know, process and, mm-hmm. and exactly. And if anyone else listening, please do that. I there is so much just profound beauty in what you just said about living our life in a way that we remind ourselves of who we were when we were younger. Because mm-hmm. this is what I love about school kids. This is what I love about children in general. As our son is about to turn seven. Mm. And we were just, my husband and I were just saying today, you know, what, what a unique and different child he is because with our older two, we absolutely knew, we know what, what goes on in their mind. Like it's just kind of easy. They're like easy to read. And Jude is just a, I mean, the kid is hilariously unique, like, but, but in such a beautiful, fun, cool way, you never know what's going through that kid's head. It's always a surprise what he says, but what you just said is something we need to remind ourselves to do is to be kind to ourselves, And, and so much of it is rooted in science as well. There's so much science that tells us, Mm -hmm. and we know there are actual chemicals in our brain that begin to react and, and be become altered simply by the way we talk to ourselves. Sure. Um, our levels of cortisol, our levels mm-hmm. of dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, they're all impacted by the way we we speak to ourselves mentally. And that's why when mm-hmm. we talk so much about mental health, it's so important that we get right in our head because right. the things that we tell ourselves become who we end up l- living our lives to be. I mean, that, that's who we become. And so if we're constantly telling ourselves we are a failure or we're hearing that and then we are repeating it to ourselves, or we start to believe the lies that we can so easily tell ourselves, our brain actually goes to work in helping right. us. To prove. Yeah. To prove that. It, yeah. It looks for proof to prove its case. And yes. so if, if we're looking for failures, you're going to find them. But if you're looking for successes, they are there too. Mm-hmm. 
And that's a message that we don't reiterate enough, especially to our youth. I feel it's why whenever I'm able to work with a group of students or kids or just, you know, this is why I love coaching young women in pageantry as well, just because Mm -hmm. there are so many external factors that play into how they think about themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oftentimes we, we sign up for a pageant because we want to increase our self-confidence and it can just so easily be crushed the minute that, you know, we are, we decide to define ourselves by the judgment or the subjectivity of five people's opinions. Right. And so whenever I have an opportunity to interact with a pageant girl, my number one thing is, one, super proud of you for signing up and making this commitment because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. You don't just get up there on stage and you know smile and wear a sparkly pretty dress and do your talent. There's so many hours of no. dedication, of work that goes mm-hmm. into getting yourself to that point. But the second thing is, is always to remind them that they are enough just being who they are and that, you know what, today might just not have been your day. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you do, you stop doing what you're doing. Like, I just want to make sure that they're always filling themselves with positive affirmations and positive mm-hmm. self-talk. And, and being authentic, as you said, you know, I, I don't want a success if it comes at the price of me being something that's false mm-hmm. to me. And that is something that I think did happen in my 20s, probably happens to other young women because they want to be accepted into a group or they want to get the attention of the cute guy or they really want that job. And that is something that the, the ROI on that uh, ROI on that is tricky because in one column, it might look like it was success, but everything Mm -hmm. costs. Everything has a price. Mm -hmm. When you say yes to one thing, you are saying no to something else. And you have to ask yourself, what did I just say no to by saying yes to this other thing? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm having a therapy session <laughs> in so many ways too. This is such good, just so many fantastic reminders for the way that we live our life. And I'm so excited for the Crenshaw method. Oh my goodness. And everything that you're going to do to impact the participants and the people that, that you work with and coach and guide, you are such a force and in so many positive ways, a, 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 just a light for, for me, for others that know you. And I'm just so excited for other people to get to know you (laughs) and and to join you. Yeah. I just, I love our conversations anytime we get together and yeah. And, and I, I guess the last couple of things before, before we wrap up is, you know, Mm -hmm. something that you just said really hit home for me. And that was, you know, if you're saying yes to something, then what are you saying no to? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think for anyone listening, that is an important because you can do this while you're driving. You can do it while you're, mm-hmm. you know, at home folding laundry. If you're listening to this podcast right now, whatever you're doing, it becomes that question of if I'm saying yes to something, mm-hmm. and that's behaviorally, emotionally, physically saying yes to something that you have to attend, mm-hmm. and then instantly right. regretting it, like I do often, <laughs> right? And realizing, well, I'd really rather be home in my pajamas, but you know, I just mm-hmm. agreed to do this, so here we go. <laughs> you you said no to being home in your pajamas, and are you okay with that? That is a big thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to say yes to something, no to something else. Are you okay with that choice? Mm-hmm. It's when you look at that and you recognize what you said no to what you said yes to and you don't like it that's a problem 
because then, then you are not living in your authentic self. You are not being true to who you are. You're not honoring your values. And that's, that's where you're going to get yourself tripped up. Mm-hmm. So that, that is, that's a big thing to address. Loving your choices, loving yes. your choices, not just being, eh, they're okay. Yeah. Let's, yes. let's love them. Right. And I think that's what people do. That's how people live their lives. They live their lives in the meh. meh. Well, I did. No, I, yeah. did. I did for a long time. Sure. Same. I would say mm-hmm. that that was my, the, the bulk of my twenties and thirties was just mm-hmm. saying, just meh, like being the people pleaser, being the person that yeah. never wanted to upset anyone. Therefore putting myself in situations and conversations, mm-hmm. signing myself up for things that I really did not want learning to a new tap of. dance every day. To make everybody yes. happy. <laughs> happy. Yes. And yes. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. a performance. Like, who do you need me to be today? Exactly. And I would go be that person. Yes. And that's not good. That is no. not good at all. Um, and I was on the precipice of turning 40. I was on its doorstep <laughs> and I thought, man, I better get some, you know what, straight with my life because I like you said earlier, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I just stepped into like my childhood. Like I'm just like, I'm just starting, I'm just getting started, you know, at, yeah. at 40. And I feel like I've got, it was tell people 106 and lived to be 106, but I thought, you know what, I need to live the next 66 years of my life with profound purpose and meaning and passion mm-hmm. and, and, and really honor the commitments that I make to myself mm-hmm. that I'm tired of, of the excuses that I make the lies I tell myself, the ways in which I will would self-sabotage mm-hmm. to not make something happen or not have to <laughs> yep. not have to produce what I said I would or and it was all in an effort to just continuously make other people happy. Mm-hmm. And then you get to that point where you're like, I've had enough. And yeah. And we, you know, thankfully with innovations in in science in technology we are living longer on this planet than our grandparents did their lives are very different we have an opportunity and i would even say an obligation to mm-hmm. to be better than we were yesterday in some way shape or form i'm not saying that everyone needs to be we can't all do certain things at certain levels i'm there are certain things i'm never going to do and i'm okay with that it's it's learning where we can improve, how we can contribute in that little community that we're in, because there are ripple effects. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to just sit and watch TV and be retired. That's, that's not for me. It might be for someone and that might be great for them. And they love that choice. And maybe they have a slew of grandkids that they need to be available for to come over. Maybe they just want to read. Maybe they want to watch sports. If that's your thing, great. I'm not going to judge you for that. I would just ask you to ask yourself, is there more? Is there more that you would want from your life if you weren't afraid? If you thought you could be successful in it? If you thought that there was an avenue for you to explore, would you do it? And if the answer is yes, even just a little bit of a yes, Mm -hmm. then that's worth exploring. Yes. And if you don't know where to begin, you reach out to Christy. <laughs> you know, I may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty good. You know, there's, there, you are. there are, there are coaches everywhere. There are great books everywhere. There are phenomenal podcasts everywhere. But, and I will say this because, you know, that's a lot of content. Well, all, we are all out there creating content for people to consume and learn and grow. But there comes a point where you have to stop consuming mm. and you have to start creating. Creating, you have to start yes. 
producing. You have to allow yourself to sit with what you have learned, to assimilate Mm -hmm. it, to, to, to disseminate it and to talk about it with people and poke holes in it and question it respectfully and look for new ways to build on that new learning that it takes time. It's not continually, you know, reading, how many books can I read in a year? Does it matter if I read 60 books, if I only apply the contents of one? Mm, So, you know, what, what are we using? What is this again, goes back to my edit word. I might read 12 books, but there's two in particular that really got me this year. And I'm just like, you know, going for those in the, in the little snippets. How can I apply that into my life? Having knowledge that we don't apply. And we all have some, we all have some, we have the knowledge, we don't apply it. Mm-hmm. What if we took some of that knowledge that we have and started to apply it into our lives to achieve that desired mission state? What would it look like then? How would it feel? I, I mean, I get a little bit of goosebumps when I say that because I know what I'm shooting for for myself and with my husband. And to me, that gets me a little geeked out, a little mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. And there's there's tons of failure ahead for me. Failing forward is is an important concept as well. That is where you have to have perspective. Another pillar. You that you either <laughs> win or you learn. I'm going to fail. Once you accept right. the fact that you will fail in attempting certain things, it takes away the sting of I I didn't do it 100 percent right. I wasn't perfect. I didn't get the job. I didn't get the date. I didn't whatever. Who did you become in the process of trying to do that thing? And that's where we reevaluate. Maybe that changes your, your goals. Maybe that changes your mission. Maybe that changes the way you approach it. Maybe that changes the processes that you implement and what you're willing to learn and how far you're willing to go to push yourself to be better than you were. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's exciting. Life does not have to be boring where you just fade away into nothing there's a whole world of people and experiences and books and learnings and foods and all the things <laughs> to experience. And I, why not? Yeah. Well, and, and I just say this, I, I, I believe everything that you're saying. I mean, I totally, I agree a hundred percent. I am like, I am one I'm all, I'm on board. I mean, this is, this is like the space that we both live in, you know, right. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the space we operate in. And, one thing I will just throw out there is the accountability piece, I think, is where so mm-hmm. many people, this is why so many people fail or why so many people don't even start. Because I, I, I do believe a, a large a large piece of the population needs mm-hmm. some guidance at all times, mm-hmm. needs someone to hold their hand. And, and maybe they don't need it at all times. I will say that because we we don't give ourselves enough credit for the abilities that we possess to push forward. But I think some people just are so lost. They get so overwhelmed. They don't know mm-hmm. how to take that larger goal and chunk it down right. into, you know, smaller milestones along Bite the way. Bite-sized pieces. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this, like, you know, how to best way to eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time, (laughs) you know, it's, but, and and so we, we, we become our own worst enemies because we just immediately are like, you know what, that's too freaking hard. Like, forget it. Mm -hmm. I'm out. I'm already out. Like, I'd love to do it, but like, I'm just not even going to go there because I don't even know where to start. The accountability piece is something that, that is a huge aspect of the coaching that I provide because outside of putting the plan together and getting people out of their own heads, helping them realize that they can do it, they actually can do it it then becomes, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to make sure you do it. 
Mm-hmm. So now it's the accountability piece. So do we need to Voxer every other day? What does that look like for you? You know, what are you, what are you needing from me outside mm-hmm. of me physically showing up at your house with a bullhorn telling you to get up out of bed and go run or do what you need to do? Hey, you know, I can, I can <laughs> invoice you for that service just as well. <laughs> so, <that's laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. Right. Right. But that's, that's, that's the thing that I find the most is that oftentimes I I meet with people and they get so excited and then it's, Mm -hmm. I follow up with them a month later, or I check in with them a week later, two weeks later. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I haven't done anything yet. I haven't done any of the homework you gave me. Okay. For this to work, (laughs) I'm going to need you Mm -hmm. to put it on your calendar, to set yourself the reminder so we can actually make this happen Mm -hmm. because I can't want it more than you. You, you've got to want it more. And I just need to be that conduit. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm the person just at the head of the rowboat. That's like pulling you along to get you there. But guess what? I'm going to hop to the back when you've got it going. Right. Helping someone prioritize because oftentimes people say, this is so important and this is important and this is tops and this is top of mind Mm -hmm. and this is a primary goal. And this is, you've listed 40 things that you are telling me are the most important thing. And that Mm -hmm. is a lie (laughs) because everything's important. Nothing's important. important. Yes. And that also feeds into that whipped up frenzy of, oh, my life is just crazy busy. My life is just so overwhelming. And well, who who allows it to do that? You you do. Mm-hmm. You do. You do. Because yep. we either allow things into our calendars, we allow things into our lives, or we don't. Mm-hmm. And again, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something no. else. Yeah, that's exactly I was thinking no? that. I'm like, that was ready to my yes. Yes to all the things and no to your sanity and peace of mind. Is that what we're saying no to? Is that worth it? I don't think so. You know, and it's, it's a daily practice. It's not something that everyone just gets right. And it's like, boom, you're done. You know, it's just like brushing your teeth and taking showers. We're not done doing those. We'll be doing those every day for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's it's a maintenance thing of checking in with yourself and, and realigning your GPS on what is the goal? What's important? What's one thing? If we could just, again, chunk it down, like you said, what is one thing that I can do today that moves me just a little, just a hair closer to the goal? I don't have to get overwhelmed and accomplish all of the things this week. I'm one person. I can only do so much and I have to be okay with doing what I can do, seeking help where I can, looking for accountability and guidance, being there for people that are there for me, being there for people that that need my natural gifts and talents when I can. And and it's part it's all part of the human experience. We're on this huge journey and it's messy and it's fun and it's challenging and it gets ugly at times. And it's going to always be that way. Mm-hmm. There's not a, you know, date of everything's perfect. I hit my goals. Life is good. I'll just coast. There's always going to be something. Mm-hmm. But how do you respond? Are you are you building all those muscles that will allow you to weather whatever storm happens? Mm-hmm. And and being grateful, being being grateful in all of this, good or bad, the things that happened for me that at the time I thought were happening to me, those things made me stronger. They helped to develop me in ways that I was lacking in. So even if it was an unpleasant thing or a bad relationship or a failed marriage or a failed business venture, I learned something. I strengthened who I was. I strengthened my own resolve and I got closer to 
further defining who I am and what I want. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's a win. That's a win. This episode has been a win. <laughs> Yay. Our conversation <laughs> has been a win. Oh my goodness. I just love having conversations with you and discussing these things. You're so What's sweet. funny is like, this is really kind of how we talk and interact with each other. We're constantly like, <laughs> like you guys are weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of times like, oh my gosh, I say the same thing too, Christy. Like, oh my goodness. This right? is <laughs> yes. I a decade so between us, but yes, I'm, I'm like your aunt. I'll put it that. That's, that's uh, right. Yeah. Not the mom, my but super cool, yeah. amazingly fun aunt. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That. I'll take that. <laughs> yes. And it's been far too long since we've seen each other in person. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I think I'll be in Kentucky next month and we're going to have to make that happen. We will. You know, we will. I know. I know. Might even have to include mom D in that. Okay. (laughs) That'll work. She loves you. She's adorable. (laughs) Thank you. She's amazing. She's a, oh my goodness. She's a woman about town. She's a woman Mm. about town. Always just always doing something, right? All her philanthropy, her volunteer, her. Yes. Her genealogy. The apple doesn't fall far. (laughs) Well, I know she gets frustrated sometimes when I come to town because she's like, I mean, are you staying with me or are you staying with me? Because like, you're all over, you're everywhere. You're going, I set meetings, I do appointments, I have workshops, I have events, I'm connecting with friends. So yeah. So this, this trip, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try, I'm going to attempt to spend a little bit more time uh, okay. with her, but she's going to be down here for a couple of weeks while spending, spending, spending time with the grandkids. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get to see a lot of her coming up soon. Good. So good. But now I just really appreciate you. And like I said, you, you're such a light in this world mm-hmm. and people need to, they need to, they need to follow the Crenshaw method. I mean, there's just, there's just the, the bottom line is that's what they need. I know what people need and okay. that's what they need. Well, great. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I am working on, I have the talk. I can do it. I, I can do a keynote and I can do breakouts tomorrow. I am working on the book. Uh, I will have some, you know, downloadable, editable PDFs for okay. anyone that does the keynote. But yes, I have that. And by the time this episode airs, my new website should be up and running where you can jump on the newsletter list. And once a week, you will get some uh, yummy Crenshaw method goodness in your your inbox will give you some tips and some focus for the week and how to manage through certain aspects of each of the five pillars. I'm also because I'm a chick and because my primary uh, audience is women as well, probably will include some things on marriage, makeup, midlife, gray hair, which I am not loving that choice right now. I'm battling it. I got to tell you, day in, day out. I'm either going to cut it off or color it. I can't decide. But that's that's another thing. But so the christycrenshaw.com, they can hop in there and get on the newsletter list and we'll, we'll send you some good stuff. Some exclusive content that I will not be putting out on social. So Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, so uh, speaking of social, where can people find you? On social I media? am most active on LinkedIn and Instagram is where I post like food and and... Mm. <laughs> Mm. Food and puppies and nature, uh, deer, the deer parade that comes through every night. I live out in the country. I, I will, I will, I need to get better about my, my social game. But as we spoke of the LinkedIn situation earlier, LinkedIn is where I, I camp out the most from a social media perspective, but I'm, I'm trying to branch out a little further. And so that's it. I do have a Facebook page as well, but Instagram and LinkedIn are my preference. But christycrenshaw.com is, is my real estate on the web. Yes. And last question. I ask every guest this. Oh, gosh. what is your do the dang goal? The thing that mm. you are like, man, I've been putting this off or this is just the goal that 
it's not to say that you can put it off, but it's the goal that mm-hmm. you're like, if everything else fell apart, I am going to accomplish this one thing. The book, writing the book. I have been writing a book or talking about writing a book for a good 10 years. And I think when I first started talking about it, probably 20 years, if I'm honest, <laughs> but when I was younger, I was like, what do I have to say in a book? Because no one, like I'm too young. I haven't experienced enough to be able to talk about whatever. I came up with some excuses of why I shouldn't write a book. And now that I have this process and this keynote, obviously a book is a a great way (laughs) to, to move that message out into the world. And it's the first of a couple of books. I have my, my, workout sheet here of my post-it notes that are laid out of all the different ideas that I want to do after that. So that is the first one. And my husband's writing a book. My sister's writing a book. So, and we're all three. It's really pretty cool because we're all doing it. it. We're in all different phases of the book production and we're all three looking at very different publishing routes. So it's, it's interesting to learn that anyway, but so the book, the Crenshaw method, is, is what I am working on. And that's the do the dang fan goal. So stay tuned for that. But the, the newsletter will be first, the talks and keynotes and breakouts are, are current as we speak. Ah, I love it. And I, part of, I I had several do the dang goals and and this Mm -hmm. podcast was one of them. Uh, newsletter was the next. And so I launched my newsletter next week and I'm working on it. Yes. I finally found a template that I like. We'll develop a template that I like, just Mm -hmm. built it. And yeah, so I, I totally, I am right there with you. I think that as what I realized is, and I think this is something that a lot of creators, a lot of people, especially, and, and I think also because of my corporate background as well. But I had this this feeling that if it's not perfect, I can't put it out there. Right. And 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 you know, oh, I can't watch the podcast until I've already have a newsletter. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it's like, well, wait, there's no written role that says you can't launch a podcast Mm-mm. without a newsletter. Like I've got a ton no. of contacts and people in my life who I can share this with. Right. And but I'm a little a little exhausted from utilizing textedly and reaching every human being every week that I've ever mm-hmm. said hello to that it happens to be in my contact saying, Hey, <laughs> just dropped yeah. a new episode. I know we haven't spoken in 10 years, but you have to be right. on my contact list. So there you go. You're going to get this whether you like it or not. And so <laughs> I, I, I was like, you know what? The best way to do this is to just write about it, put it in the mm-hmm. newsletter, link it, be done. So I'm the same you way. Know- I, getting the, I'm getting the newsletter out there. Good, good. So like those iPhones that we all have in our hands all the time, how many versions of that have we sat through and stood in line for? Like the Mm -hmm. first iPhone was not perfect and brilliant today. There have been iterations. There's going to be Christy 2.0. There's going to be Christy 3.0. Like we're all building on ourselves. And the first version wasn't garbage. It was just Mm -hmm. what we could do and what was needed at that time. So give yourself a little grace. And, and let's just reiterate and revise and move forward, rework and get after it. Ah, oh, I, oh, I can't get enough of you. I love you. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> love you too, lady. Thank you so much for having me. Really. Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You're just the best. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review of the show and subscribe on your favorite app. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Creating Visionaries. If there is something that stuck out to you in this conversation, send me a message on Instagram to let me know. Until next time, keep creating the vision for your life.